Okay. And when we come back to... Did you see my... Uh, I did. Your chart? <laughs> yeah. That's, this thing? So that's the uh, Social Security um, wage limit. So gotcha. that's the that's the limit that you pay tax on social security tax on your wages. Interesting. And and they're trying to get it all the way up to two hundred thousand wow. in the next couple of years. They've got it scheduled to almost hit two hundred. Wow. So it's doubled since two thousand. That's so, why I have an S corp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why I have an S corp. I mean, it's fifteen point three percent extra tax. Huge. You know, yeah. and then and then they also got the three point eight. Uh, additional Medicare right, tax Medicare. that they kicked back in that came on th- from Obamacare. Yeah. And so, I yeah. mean, it's almost it's ex- 20% on itself. It's expensive. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I you mean, get out of it, and then you walk back into it. It's like... <laughs> that's why employers like to try to get away with 1099s. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> we understand. Well, I was talking to, a, to a, a, a real estate office where everybody in the office got a 1099. I was like, look, guys, you got to form an S-Corp. If you're just filing this on your, on your Schedule C... You know, you're get, you're getting brutalized. Yeah. Are we live now? We're live now. Okay, okay. This is great. So, guys, uh, we're taping our show. This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're taping our show for this Saturday. It'll be on a, at 11 a.m. on KDWN. And when you listen on Saturday to the edited version, you're going to hear what we're doing today. And you're going to hear Todd Cox and Stacia Brain. And But if you want to stay with us, we encourage you to do so on Facebook or if you're out there listening on uh, on YouTube or, on, on, or actually you're on LinkedIn now as well. Uh, stay with us. And what you're going to hear is not only the edited version that we're going to be presenting on Saturday, but you're going to hear what happens in between, which we just never know what's going to happen in between. It could mm-hmm. be interesting stuff that happens. Um, and so uh, I know I know that, um, uh, that Todd and I are going to be talking about 1099s because it's 1099 filing season, and we got to take care of that. And Stacia and I know we're talking about trying to maintain a budget control, and that's why you might want to consider having a home warranty. So we're going to cover those things. I'm also going to See if I have time. I'm not sure if I have time for this today because I know we got a lot to cover with you guys. But if we have time, I'll go through this article that Jeremy Aguero wrote. He's the uh, principal analyst for applied uh, analytics here in, in Las Vegas. And he has a really interesting outlook for next year. And I want to share that with everybody. That being said, let's go ahead and start our show. So here we go. Here we go. Do it this way. Me and Jeremy went to school together. Did you really? You, at, at Valley High School. Neat. <laughs> yeah. I, I like. I mean, he's a sharp. He's a sharp guy. He really is, and he's. Well, he's been doing it for so long. Yeah. You know, he does a good job. I think he. He. I think he almost always has a pretty optimistic outlook, though, which is good. Yeah. You know, it's, it's realistic, but he's always looking at the bright side. And it is realistic. He's not like, oh, everything is sunshine and rainbows. rainbows. He's not doing that. Yeah, he's. Right. He's really like. I, I've heard. I've heard him say some things that are pretty scary in the past. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but he has a he has a, he has a positive outlook for next year. Anyway, we'll we'll get into that. So here we go. Starting off with uh, segment one. <clears throat> Oops, sorry. Segment one. Here we go. Welcome to our show. This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now, where we bring you the three E's: educate, empower, and engage. We want to help you to make your real estate decisions wise ones for you and your family. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld of the Blankfeld Group at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and we have over a century of collective real estate experience. I'm a licensed agent here in Nevada. My NRED number is S.00488897. On this program, we're dedicated to delivering timely, balanced truths about local market conditions. If you ever have a question or an idea for our program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. 1165. Today on our program, we have some outstanding guests for you. We have Todd Cox from Todd Cox CPA. Welcome, Todd. 
Hi, good to be here. Thank you. Glad to have you back. We also, of course, have Stacia Brain here from Old Republic Home Protection. Welcome back, Stacia. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to have you back. Hey, Todd, I want to talk to you first, and I want to talk about this this time of year. Here we are in January, and this is the time of year when we have to get all of our tax stuff as employers. We have to get all of our tax stuff turned into the IRS. Yeah. And one of those is like 1099s. Now, a few years ago, they changed it up on us, right? Right, right. You got. It used to be it was all miscellaneous, and it was. Now you got these right. NEC. Tell me, tell me what's going on with NECs. So, so this is one of the uh, this the whole the re, the regime that we are under right now came into effect after um, all the Affordable Health Care Act, and and that that that's one of the things that the, that was a, a large emphasis on that. So if you if you pay anybody um, like an individual. $600 a year and they're not you're you're not they're not going to give a, them a 1099 for in your business you need to issue them uh if you're not going to give them a w2, w-2 right. you're going to give them a t- you have to give them a 1099 NEC which stands for non-employee compensation gotcha and that those are due the end of this month right. essentially February 1st is the due date right and then anything else is a is a 1099 and there's 1099 miss miscellaneous okay and that those are due a month later and what i mean what would be an example of a 1099 miss now what would that be that's that's that includes stuff like rent payments oh if if uh if you paid rent as a business to your landlord you need to uh, give your landlord a 1099 miss if uh if you paid if you receive proceeds from an attorney, an attorney needs to issue you a 1099. Ah, okay. That, that stuff's still on there. Uh, medical payments. If you're a doctor and you receive medical payments, all the insurance companies, 1099, you're the medical. Gotcha. Your, your, your payments like that. Then there's other stuff. There's, there's a whole litany of other stuff. But those are the three most popular things. Okay. Um, okay. So, but if, if they're a corporation, I don't have to do that, right? It's only for individuals or... Right. So you're not obligated to issue a 1099 to a corporation. Like, you don't have to give Envy Energy a 1099. You okay. probably paid them more than $600 this year. <laughs> I'm betting. But you don't got a 1099. Okay. But you do need to 1099. Even if, even if they're a corporation, if they're an attorney or a doctor, you still need to do that. Gotcha. Okay. So there's a, car, there's a carve-out for the carve-out. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. As in, in, in typical IRS uh, fashion. And my recommendation to you guys listening is, is let Todd help you with this. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, honestly, you know, I sit there and I, and I get this time, I always get a little anxious about this. Yeah, I can't yeah. get my 1099s out. I got to get, because I do pay some individuals certain fees. You know, we have a guy who does video. For the radio show, as a matter of fact, yeah. the guy does the videography for us. And I send him money every month. And he's right. an individual. So I, I, I 1099 NEC him now. Well, the thing is, is corporations are the only carve out. So if right. you're paying a partnership, that's not a carve out. Got it. If you got an LLC, if you're paying somebody that's got an LLC, if you don't know whether or not they're they're an S corporation or an, or a C corporation, you're probably obligated to issue them a 1099 as also. So interesting. They, there's there's a the six hundred dollar um, threshold has been six hundred dollars for a hundred years now. Long time. It's never gone up, and yeah, that it's needs not to go inflation adjusted. It's not anything. It's just like static there. So, well, I think the IRS wants to know who's paying who what, no yes. matter what. They, right. If they could, they'd make it zero. They want. They want. <laughs> right. I, I I always say that the IRS wants to filter the entire ocean. Yeah, and they're and they're and they, <laughs> whether they're up to the challenge or not, they're willing to take drink that. 
glass of water. So Indeed. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, I mean, look, we heard recently how they hired so many more auditors in the IRS. There's like a huge influx yeah. of auditors. So all of us better brace ourselves because they're coming out to do some audits. Well, when you think about where we were at this time last year, this time last year, they had tens of millions of unprocessed tax returns that they hadn't <laughs> processed. Right. And they were in the process of shredding 80 million of them wow. that they weren't even going to process because they were they didn't have space to accommodate anything more. Wow. And so, I mean, that's where we're at. I think they're pretty much caught up now. Okay. But, I mean... They still they still report that they've got a backlog and there's right. still some stuff that they that they haven't um, processed yet. But okay. and, and we're, we're, I'm still not sure. Is that one of the t- tax returns they shredded or is that just one of the ones they haven't processed yet? <laughs> and and it, we're, I'm oh still my. in a wait and see. Uh, wow. Wait and see uh, uh, strategy with some of my clients right now. But yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 just daunting to think about the amount of data and mm-hmm. volume of things that they have to accomplish. Yeah. And and it's really it really when well, that's, you what I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, the yeah. the the enormity of the tasks that they take on, they they don't seem humbled by it. You know, it's right. like you're trying to you're trying to map the universe, and maybe right. maybe you ought to start with just this backyard <laughs> we got back yeah. here. Indeed, <laughs> so. indeed. Okay, so we have other issues that come up. We have uh, things that need to be filed by by uh, April and March. So so uh, you, I have a note here. You say 1065s and calendar 1120s. What, first of all, what are 1065 and the so, calendar 1120s? So a 1065 is a partnership return. Okay. So if you're if you're in an LLC and you've got multiple partners mm-hmm. or if you if you are even if you're a single member, uh, well, if you're a single member LLC, you file on your on your schedule C so on your personal personal return, return, yeah. Or if it's real estate or something, you file it on schedule E. <coughs> okay. And that's due with that's due on your tax return in April. Okay. But but the uh, if it's a partnership, if if you're an attorney and you've got a, you've got two uh, two partners in your part in your firm, or mm-hmm. if if you're a, a real estate broker and you've got uh, multiple uh, partners in in your real estate office, that kind of thing, that tax return is going to be due um, the same in April. I gotcha. Okay, and mm-hmm. then and then uh, the the C corporate what is typically known as C corporation, right? Which is a, the regular corporation where. The, the the tax is paid at the corporate level. Right. There's no K one that's going to partners. Right. It's it's the company's it, paying taxes. The company is like usually large companies or C corporations. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, you know, I'm sure Envy Energy is a C corporation. Mm-hmm. Like that, like that kind of to bring it back up. But um, so if you're a C corporation and you're a calendar year C corporation, because C corporations can have fiscal year. You can have oh, right. March 31st or whatever. Right. But it's it's four and a half. It's three and a half months after your year end. Gotcha. Which for um, calendar year C corporations okay. is April. This year it's April 18th. Okay. Because the 15th falls on Saturday. The Monday is Emancipation Day in in Washington D.C. And so it's on due on a Tuesday. I, I, you know, it's funny you say that. I can't remember the last time it actually was April fifteenth. Right. I can't remember. I mean, it's always well, it's, been it's some been, adjustments. It's been on this. On this, <laughs> they keep uh, bumping it back anyway. On this weekend and holiday thing for the last like three years. So it it's, has indeed. It's hard. I mean, nobody's complaining about the extra no. days except nope. for the accountants that got to work them. But. That's right. Yeah. It's just all all they've done is created three or four more days yeah. of headaches for you guys yeah, because exactly. you've got a longer deadline. You got, got a little more procrastination you can do. I got fifty two. <laughs> I got fifty two weekends in my year, and they've ruined one more of them. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Okay, so all right, I see note. Okay, so we talked about the ten, uh, and of course your your ten forties are tax personal tax returns, right? Right, and your ten forties due on April eighteenth too. Your S corporations are due 
March 15th. Okay, so they're a month earlier. So they're a month earlier. If okay. you've got an S corporation, it's going to produce a K-1. Mm-hmm. You've got multiple shareholders and all of that. You need to get that K-1 out to them by, by, April, by March 15th. Right. If you don't, if you could, okay, so for all of these, you can file an automatic six-month extension. Mm-hmm. You know, for the business returns, it's form 7004. Right. For uh, the personal, it's form 4868. And, and so you can, so... If you extend your S corporation tax return, it's due September fifteenth. Right, which a lot of people do. I which know. is which is a, a great strategy, especially if you have like a pension plan. Right, because uh, you have up to the due date of the tax return, including the the extension, to make the pension plan contribution. Oh wow! So if you're contributing a hundred thousand dollars to your employee pension plan, sometimes having that extra six months is helpful. Yeah, especially sure. especially in the recent economy. You know, indeed, no doubt. Hey, listen, guys, we're coming up on a break. Uh, we're going to take a quick. Uh, run of commercials. We're going to come back. We got a lot more to talk about, guys. And we're going to talk with Stacia Brain about some options she's going to present to us from Old Public Home Protection. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. All right. Good. And we'll get into some of this other stuff, too. We'll do that in the third segment. But I want, I'll, let, I'll get Stacia in and then we'll come back to you. No. Sounds <clears throat> good. Yeah. Yeah, the Social Security. Minimum. Okay, good. Got it. Or maximum. maximum. Yeah, so one thing I was thinking about when I was thinking about the $600 threshold for filing 1099s, that's never changed. But this, but this size, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but somehow they get you, they fix it from this side, but not from the other side. Yeah, of course. Well, the the, the IRS is the uh, is the quintessential quintessential exception for having your cake and eating it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and yeah, that's it's true. I mean, look, yes. I, I yeah. they get it, they get you coming and going. Oh yeah, we forgot to move that number. <laughs> oh yeah, but we'll move this yeah. number though. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that number is beneficial to you guys, but we for, we always keep forgetting to move. That, yeah. Whoops. But. Oh well, yeah. It's like I mean, I've heard from attorneys about the insurance, uh, the the uh, uninsured motorist. Mm-hmm. It's like it's the same number since 1942 or something yeah, like right, that, right. which is like you know, I mean, back then a car cost like eight hundred dollars, exactly. you know. So yeah. you got you got to think about these things, right? All right, let's go into segment two here. <clears throat> here we go. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question. Or an idea for our program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. With me now in studio, we have Todd Cox from Todd Cox CPA. We also have Stacia Brain here from Old Republic Home Protection. And Stacia, I had a couple of questions for you. Um, the first one is is that, um, well, first let me mention that, that uh, Old Republic is... Is, not, is is in the top three nationally for home warranties in the country, right? Correct. So yes. you guys are not you're not a small player in this. No, no, not at all. You guys are monsters. Okay, that's good. Yes. I like that. Um, and you and 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 they've been doing it for almost almost half a century. Yes. Next year will be. We were established in 1974. So next wow. year, fifty will years. Be fifty years. Wow, terrific. Yeah. Okay, so one one of the main reasons people should consider getting a, a home warranty is, as I always say, is, is to protect. Your downside, absolutely right. Yep. Just budget control. That's that's who we are. <laughs> that's that's what you're there for. <laughs> that is what we are there for. Right. You're an insurance There's, company, basically, to protect them from that big check being written. Exactly. To, to mitigate that big surprise. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Un- unwelcome surprise. Yes, indeed. And so, I mean, so the reason you want to buy is that maybe for to protect your HVAC here in Southern Nevada. That's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Right. Mm-hmm. And, oh. and 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 what you'll do, you you'll have a. a, a a copay or whatever you want to call yes. it, but that, yes. but it's a minimal amount, eighty five dollars, right? And you know, and sometimes there's a bit of a wait, 
Yeah. But $85 to have an appliance replaced. I'll stay in a hotel a, yeah. for a couple of days if I have right. to it for, for the $85. Less, yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. less than an entire HVAC system or hot water heater. Right. But I, there's, I, I got a uh, an air conditioning client, and there's... And they're telling me that they've changed the uh, the the sear limits and all that, and so there's yes. a whole bunch of new units coming online. And, there are, and they're not cheaper. No, <laughs> no, they're significantly they're... more expensive. How about Absolutely. that? How about that? So, Talk about planned obsolescence. Right? I mean, you're talking about a situation where the where just a few years ago it was 13. Now it's I don't know what's it's, it's up to six. It'll be 16. 16 so yeah. right now we comply with um, the EPA, which is 14 sear. And as right. soon as that new 16 sear takes effect, we will always comply with whatever the EPA standards mm-hmm. are. There you go. Now the, the good news is is that. If you have a system that's grandfathered, you, you don't have to. You don't have to immediately upgrade to the new sear level. But no. if your system goes out, or you start to have problems, sometimes, especially with the cost of of Freon, it's yes. sometimes it's better or cheaper to yeah. make that move. The refrigerant, yeah, because yeah, yeah. the refrigerants are expensive. Claim this summer, and the quote back from the uh, service provider was two hundred and fifty five dollars a pound, <laughs> and they needed eight pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, Ultimately, we did end up finding someone that would do the refrigerant for less. Right. Um, but had we not been able to locate another service provider, it would make more financial sense to replace that system. Because then then the subsequent problem going forward would be much less expensive to repair as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's under a manufacturer's warranty, so it's probably not covered by us. <laughs> we love that, right? Yeah. We love that. Yeah. Um, okay, so so that's great. So, I mean, so really what you're trying to do as a, as a homeowner is make sure you don't have to write that huge check to replace the major systems. Right. Including a hot water heater, uh, the HVAC system. And these are yeah. basic coverages that Absolutely. you guys have. Plumbing. plumbing. I mean, plumbing and electrical. Right. It's, we're not going to be digging in someone's front yard. Right. Uh, but we will do some some repairs underground depending on the level of mm-hmm. protection plan that they have so it can really help offset some of that out of pocket expense yeah which is which is brilliant that's why you want it this is insurance guys this is insurance against those big tickets just like you have car insurance that's really what it's about um, okay but you're not like you, you made the point we may not be as quick in some cases right um, so you're not really an emergency you can't cover emergencies as quickly as people might like you to. Correct. I mean, because we have negotiated rates that we're paying our providers, they oftentimes will take retail customers first. Yeah. Um, You know, so it has to be, you know, where that value is. Is it more valuable for you to wait or go out of? Um, I've had a lot recently of people reaching out and saying, hey, um, it was Thanksgiving and the stove wasn't working. So we just went out and bought a new one. Right. And can I get reimbursed for it? And my quick answer is no. Right, right, right. (laughs) um, We are an insurance-type product. So that doesn't mean that if they have a problem, they can't call it in and request to go out of network. Right. And get reimbursed for a portion. Right. You would pay. You might reimburse them for the cost that would have been to repair the existing stove, exactly, or replace, but at right. our cost, not a right. retail exactly. Cost. But the, it still has to be initiated with right. us first. <laughs> I can tell you guys from personal experience with Station Station knows this that I've had issues with, like, for instance, recently we had an issue with a dishwasher. Yes, and the dishwasher was broken, and then the repair people came out and fixed it, but they they couldn't quite get it right, and so eventually I, I reached out to them and said, "Hey, listen, I think we need to replace it," and they did their evaluation. I said, "Yeah." 
yep, Harv, here's what we do, and here's the amount of money we're going to give you towards a new dishwasher. And they gave me the figure, and now, you know, we go out and we buy a new dishwasher with that credit against it. We know we're covered. Right. That's the way you should do it. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. It just has to be initiated with us first. If we aren't yeah. given the opportunity to evaluate it or diagnose it, you're you're out of, yeah. you're out of the cold. Yeah. We don't know that you just. And what they're saying, guys, is that as the public, they don't know whether you just kick that thing right in the teeth or just <laughs> right. throw it in the right, trash right. and decide I, I need a dishwasher. Let me call the warranty company. <laughs> oh, by the way, that one's in the trash already. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, okay, I understand. And and I'm, I'm look it, again. I think it's uh, we emphasize the idea that you guys are an insurance company, an insurance type right. product. Correct. It's, it's not correct. Okay. So um, and. and and so when you initiate the claim, you guys will you guys will evaluate it. Yes. And there are, I mean, okay, and there are different levels of insurance that you will provide. Correct. Just like for your auto, you know, you, you can have this level, that level, you can move it up. Yep. Get, pay a little bit more to get a, a, a little more coverage. Exactly. Okay. And the, the things you'll go beyond that, there are maybe a couple of things that we don't normally, that you guys don't normally cover. Let's talk about that, that you might want to enhance your, your, your warranty Absolutely. For. So um, as to the effect that we were speaking with the retail customers, there's a lot of like hot water heaters are different sizes than they were 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. HVAC systems or furnaces are different sizes and different weights. And so now um, <clears throat> from a retail side, they can maybe make money on mod- carpentry modifications on those, reventing the 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 plumbing for the the water heater sorry right. or reinforcing the trusses up right. in the attic for the furnace oh boy and that can really add up um, yeah sometimes 300 sometimes 800 dollars. yeah and so with our highest policy which is the platinum we will kick in annually a thousand dollars towards carpentry modification there you go mm. and that really helps reduce that potential out of pocket yep yeah, and I have that's the plan I have, and it's it's helpful for that. Also for for permits and things it, of that nature. So for, for ultimate mm. and platinum, will we have caps per claim on permits, code upgrades, cranes right. for HVAC and Holloway. Right. Um, but the platinum, you know, it still offsets the dollar amount. So if there's five hundred dollars in permits, we're going to cover two fifty. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But. It's still two fifty less that comes out of your your bank account. Indeed, <laughs> so. indeed, and and people don't know, but when you replace your hot water heater, you need a permit. Yes, and that's something that a lot of people forget or choose not to remember. And now they need earthquake <laughs> straps, and they need the right. the pans, and right. they need right. the right um, right pressure valves, and so and yeah. all those things change. We also with the platinum will cover up to a thousand dollars towards um, slab leaks. Oh. Which come about thirty five hundred dollars typically mm. at, at a minimum. We cover labor for items that are under a manufacturer's warranty, so we still rely cool. on the manufacturer for the parts and pieces. But they are right. also experiencing uh, employee shortages. Mm-hmm. So if there's something that goes wrong with your refrigerator and you reach out to the manufacturer, they'll ship you the part, and now you've got this <laughs> part. And yeah. what do you do with it? So yeah. if they have that level of policy, that upsets. Ninety to a hundred dollars an hour for Indeed. you know labor. Yeah, um, it does some upgrades. We have a lot of glycol and steam water heaters out here that heat the home. Right. We do cap those type of water heaters at fifteen hundred, and with that upgraded policy, it adds an additional thousand dollars. So it, it likely will cover the entire replacement at that point. Right. Um, whereas at fifteen hundred dollars, you're still probably looking at eight to nine hundred dollars out of pocket. Excellent. Yeah. Hey, good stuff. Hey, listen, we're coming up on the bottom of the hour. 
Uh, we're going to run a few commercials at the bottom hour, let the station run some stuff then, and we're going to come back and we're going to talk more uh, with Stacia Brain from Old Republic Home Protection and more with Todd Cox from Todd Cox CPA. So, guys, stay tuned. We'll be back in just another moment. <clears throat> All right. That was good. Yeah. Oh, this week alone, I've had... So many people are like, hey, we did this, and it needed to be taken care of. And I'm like, well, sure, you know, but, uh, and I'm I'm definitely one of those that prefers to just be, I'm like, listen. Here's what, yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, you know, and and then I'm usually the bad guy, and I'm, you know. Yeah, what can you do? There's a protocol that has to be followed. Uh, You know, if you went and crashed your car, went and bought a new one, and then sent your insurance company the receipt for buying a new car, they'd laugh in your face. Yeah. Yeah. I, I at least answer the phone. Right. <laughs> yeah. I try to kindly tell you now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That's just not going to work. Or if you say you dented your fender and then fixed it and then gave the, the insurance company the bill for it, would be yes. like, how do we know this was even broken? Well, I don't have any pictures of it, but yeah. it, was, right. it was dented and here's yeah. the amount. Right. Yeah, because insurance fraud is a real thing. It a is. very real thing. Yes. Absolutely. And, and, and I like to I don't look good in orange at all. No. There you go. Not a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I you know, I would suggest look, insurance fraud, I mean look, insurance companies as a rule, their objective is to collect premiums and not pay claims. Right, right. <laughs> right. I mean I, that's they're what, trying to that, minimize it. That's the nature of their business. We right. understand that. Right. Um, but you know, and that's why we're an optional coverage. You don't have to have right, us, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but it reaches a point where it's it, it's only prudent to do it. It really is. I mean, if you if you don't have that, there's home very warranty. few people I would recommend not do it. And those the ones I recommend not doing are people who own, like I have an investor who owns eight homes. You know yeah. what? You're self insured. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't want you buying eight different home warranty policies because the likelihood of you needing Multiple ACs them, at yeah. any given time is probably not that. Right, not, yeah, it's yeah. not necessary. At that yeah. point, you have in-house people that usually help you. you you've got, you've got a, your own staff that's already right. on yeah. your on your stuff. And exactly. If you're self-insured, that's that's the only way. But at right. some point, insurance has to be uh, that that need has to be met. And absolutely, so whether you're self-insured or whether you're doing it, you know, on an a la carte basis, mm-hmm. you have to do it. Right. You're paying someone else to take the risk. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just being reckless. Yep. Right. Yeah. Right. right? Indeed. Okay, let's do segment three. Here we go. Segment three. <clears throat> Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for our program, please do call me or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. With me now in studio, we have Stacia Brain here from Old Republic Home Protection. We also have Todd Cox from Todd Cox CPA. Todd, I want to come back to you a moment and talk about, um, uh, we we talked a little bit about some of the filing deadlines we have coming up, um, but let's talk about the IRS. We talked about this a little before the show. They added uh, that uh, a whole bunch of new people and they they were authorized to hire a bunch, but and so there's all these people freaking out. Oh my goodness, they're going to be auditing everybody and so forth. So, right. but that's not necessarily the case, right? It's well, they're kind of catching up. They're, they they've been very far behind, and as a result of COVID, they've had a lot of retirements, mm. like early retirement and stuff. And so, even though the eighty seven thousand uh, agents represents a, a, an additional complement to their already approved amounts, right? They don't have the they don't have 
they're, they're, the, the, all the positions filled that they were already approved. Gotcha. They're, they're already working at a deficit, uh, uh, at a labor deficit Interesting. From, from the get-go. Yeah. They're trying to fill these 87,000 more positions, right. but they don't even have the positions before the 87,000 was added on top filled yet. Yeah, and I want, I want everybody to think about this, too. How many, how many people live in the United States now? So 300 million or something like that? 350. 350 like million that. people. So you got the... They all have tax returns. <laughs> yeah. Let's start with that. 350 million tax returns. Or, you know, maybe or maybe it's 270. Maybe it's half of that. Right. Okay, right. whatever. With, but then you, the how many corporations are there area. in the country? Oh, my goodness. Right. Yeah. That's right. a crazy number. That might be more than the people. I don't know. Oh, it, seems like, it could be. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of. So, I, so I know people that have four or five different corporations. Indeed. Right. One you know, guy. You know. I, you know, I have three myself. So, yeah. I mean, I know that that could be. And, of course, some people don't have any, but. But there's a lot out there. So right. my point is, is that they have a, a huge task ahead of them. Right. Now, we can all complain about the IRS, and, and, and we enjoy doing it, yeah. quite honestly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, because that's all they want is our money. That's all yeah, they yeah. want from us is give me your money. Uh, so we understand. But but truth be told, that 87000 seems like it's just a that'll hardly scratch it, it the surface. It is a real drop in the bucket. Right. And, yeah. and really, they, they've complimented themselves with, uh, you know, with computerized right. systems and things like that. And they're trying to... Uh, you know they've got the e-file system, which has been in 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 place for a number of years now, right. tw- like twenty so years now. Right. And then they've got um, um, they've got additional security that they're trying to in, in, include into their systems. That, right. You know, and like all the tax return preparers. So if you've got a, a tax return preparer and they they have they have to get a, a P ten number, which is a a preparer ID number. Mm-hmm. Um, all those guys. Our, all of us now are re, we're required to have a uh, like a system or a secure system. A, yeah, a, a written, documented system of how do we maintain our taxpayers, our clients' um, in, uh, integrity Good. to make sure that you know it's not it's we're not just uh, blowing out there in the wind like uh, sheets. You know, right? Because that data is is in the wrong hands is extremely yes. dangerous. A, a tax, yes. uh, any one any one individual's tax return has so much information on it yes. that if that if it gets into the wrong hands, if it gets into somebody with nefarious intentions, mm-hmm. I mean, they can wreak havoc on you. I mean, indeed, the, the IRS recently, within the last ten years, has has issued has uh, implemented uh, the uh, the taxpayer protection pin numbers and so oh. every year if, if you've been the victim of fraud or or have filed any of the um uh the the reports that hey um i my my tax return i've had a false tax return filed on right. then the irs will issue you a uh, a pin number in the mail it'll come to your address okay which isn't always the best thing, you know, if somebody moves and it doesn't get updated. Right. And, you know, the first thing on somebody's mind when they get in a new house is, oh, I better let the IRS know where I'm at. You know, <laughs> so, so or or find, maybe what they're really thinking is, I so hope they, they don't find, find me. me. If they can find me if, I need, if they need me. You know, it's like. Uh, awake at night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's kind of that vacation. Like, oh, I got, the IRS won't know where I'm at for at least another six months until I have to file my next tax return. There it is. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, yeah, but. It, but but for those people that get those pin numbers, it's important for them to file. I can't remember the the, the tax form. It's eight. It starts with an eighty eight. Okay. The change of address form. Just right. just go to the IRS website. Go to irs.gov. Google uh, change of address. The form that pops up is the one that you need to file with them. If you've moved since you uh, since last year, you filed last year's tax return. 
and the IRS doesn't know where you're at, and you got a one of those P tin those those uh, identity protection pin numbers. Right. You need to you need to get that address to the IRS. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to e-file your tax return. Interesting. Okay, that's a great point. You know, I, I you bring up and when we talk about security, you bring up a really interesting point. It's something that I've come uh, become aware of in the last few years is that. The IRS is never, you're never going to get a phone call from the IRS. No. That's not going to happen. Well, that's not their ever, that's never their initial point of contact. Right. They might do follow-up phone calls, Right, course, after, you've, after they've established right. a contact and, hey, report this or whatever, they'll right. put their number on there, and then you call somebody, and then once you establish that correspondence with them, they might call <laughs> you then. Yeah. I, I've got IRS auditors that are doing an audit on clients that they call me, you know. They call okay, me. yeah. He called, he called me this week, and he's like, hey, you know that audit I've been working on? I'm not going to be working on it again until the end of April because I'm going to c- Cleveland to get trained. I'm like... Good uh, on you. Yeah, go, go man. <laughs> I, hey, have I a great use, time I in Cleveland. I can use the break from you until after taxes are all done. So thank you. All right. Um, you know, I, I think it's important that, that we explain it because I know that there's so many f- levels of fraud that ha- that do happen, and people are reaching out. And the IRS is like, that's that's a scary thing. You get a phone call. You, 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 somebody gets a phone call from the IRS, they're, all, they're already defensive. Oh, wait, oh, wait, wait. Yeah, and right. if they, but if, they, if you get a phone call out of the blue from the IRS, it's, it's, it's not real. Right. And especially when they start asking you to send them money orders and stuff like yeah, that. Never, or, right. never yeah. send them a and gift card. Gift, gift cards. cards and codes. Oh, yeah. my God. They're going to arrest you. The IRS does not accept Amazon gift cards. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> or yeah. Walmart. We, or not no, Walmart either. Ironically. We yeah. laugh, but it happens. We know yeah. it happens. It does, it does happen. No doubt. And, well, and, it, it speaks to the to the terror that it can strike into the hearts of men. You know? Yeah, indeed. And, and so you just got to – but you get I, – I get calls from clients. Like, well, I just have – I was like – it's it's not it's yeah. it's a it's a scam. It's a don't scam. do any. Calm don't down. respond to it. Yeah, you know it, you're going to be all right. We so. spend a lot of time on this show talking about wire fraud because in real estate transactions that's a huge right. deal, mm-hmm. and and that's and and honestly I can't say it enough is that when you're involved in a real estate transaction be be very mindful of what emails you may get because these guys are so good at imitating Absolutely. the yeah. parties in the transaction and making you think you need to send the money. Mm-hmm. And it's happened to some people. Thank goodness, you know, not not to any of my clients. Right. It's happened, and and they've lost their life savings in, wow. in a real estate transaction, and it's it's awful. It's a terrible thing. So so just be careful and be mindful of of like phone calls and and emails too. Yeah, and emails. Don't, don't be afraid to pick up the phone and call the professional you're working with, exactly. whether they're Please. at the title company, whether it's your real estate agent, yep. whether it's your CPA. Pick up the phone, call that guy, yep. call that lady, and say, hey. This is what's going. Is is this the right email? Is this the right, right? Is this the right bank routing number? Right. Please tell me. And and they say, oh yeah yeah that's oh yeah that's right. Or wait a minute, that's not us. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. And they're right. like, Bingo. oh thank goodness. Yep. Bullet yeah. dodged. Make that phone call. Don't call the number on the email that you got. No. Call the number you know. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Call, call the number from the on the card that the, the guy handed you. This is my card. Yes. Right. Don't don't yeah because that phone number in the email is is a is a burner. Exactly. It's a burner phone. Yeah. Uh, and you'll again. So be, be be very 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 careful. It okay, goes, so, it goes to a prince in Nigeria's house. <laughs> it, right. it does. That's <laughs> right. Um, okay, so um, so that so the I love the fact that they're increasing the security level because that's that's just scary as heck yeah, to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, because you know uh, our enemies get a hold of our IRS data. Oh my goodness, that'll wreak havoc. Yeah, uh, that, it's, that would it's awful. Yeah, and you, you really have to uh, make sure that you're. You know, I, I recommend don't if it's got your social security number on it, if it's got your date of birth or something else, 
don't send that in a regular email. No. Either get it get it password protected right. or or the IRS is, is fond of using fax machines. And fax machines fax are pretty machines, secure. They're pretty secure. Yeah. They're hard to hack. But um, if, you, if you don't have a fax machine, that I, I've got a fax machine because I, I communicate with the IRS regularly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, if you don't have a fax machine uh, and you don't have the ability to password protect the file, I mean, you can put it in a zip file and password mm-hmm. protect. Those are usually pretty easy to, to and, and widespread, e- easy to, um, to download and, and access. But just... Be mindful of, of your data and and don't don't uh, whip it around the internet yeah. unpassword protected and you know if you're if you're we were talking about 1099s earlier if you're sending your accountant um, a list of individuals their social security numbers their addresses and how much you paid them in an email ouch that's probably not the best idea right you need to communicate that in a more secure manner indeed hey guys we're, we're coming up on another quick break we're on a quick few commercials we'll come right back we got a lot more to talk about stay tuned I want to do the... Um, I like to mess with people. <laughs> That's my problem is I'll keep them on the phone. I'll be like, what? Oh, my gosh, really? And I... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do the Social Security thing. Um, the uh, the salary levels for, for for contributions to Social Security and versus, yeah. the, versus the $600 number. <laughs> let's do that. Let's do that a little bit. Let's, let's talk about that in our fourth segment. <clears throat> Yeah, it used to be three hundred, three thousand dollars. Yeah, then, back in, in nineteen, up to nineteen fifty. In wow. nineteen fifty one, they said, "Well, we got to put it up to thirty six hundred dollars." Wow. <laughs> wow, amazing! But the Social Security system and benefits weren't weren't as robust as they are now, but right, but indeed, now it's you know. So if you make a uh, hundred sixty one thousand two hundred dollars. They'll only base your retirement, your your Social Security benefit on the first hundred and sixty two hundred dollars. Right. So you don't get that extra thousand dollars you made. You don't. You don't have to pay Social Security benefits. Do, you don't pay Social Security tax on it, but it also doesn't count towards your towards your benefits. Right. But then, so if you get up to two hundred or three hundred thousand in your salary, well, you're only paying you're only paying Social Security tax up to one hundred sixty, and you're not gonna you're not gonna accrue a Social Security benefit. Of, on three hundred thousand, you're only going to ever accrue a Social Security benefit on one. But you're not going to get anything after Thursday, right? Because on Thursday we meet the we hit the debt. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, when we hit the so, when so we hit the debt ceiling, nobody's getting nothing. When, no, we, getting when we hit the debt ceiling, we'll all find out that the flat Earth theory was correct, and we'll just fall <laughs> off the flat Earth. <laughs> okay. Because they both, yeah, they both, they both fall into that same category, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. Right. Yep. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, and the arguments are, well, you know, we got to stop spending money. Got to stop spending money. Okay, fine. Stop spending the money, but you can't, st- you can't not pay the bills, yeah. guys. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. None of us get to not pay our bills. Right. Just, let me just raise we're my gonna... debt ceiling. Yeah. We're all raising our right. debt ceilings. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a perfect example as to how they. Uh, you know how the how much money they collect is completely divorced from how much money they spend. Indeed, I mean right. what There's the IRS no gets is just like, who yeah. cares what that number is? We're going to spend this much. Like, did I, okay, did I hear? No. I don't know if this is true or not, but I think I heard that the, that Nevada now is 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 cash rich from, oh. from taxes. They're they're sitting oh. flush. I'm sure. I think that they probably are. 
Um, okay. So, which is interesting because I think they need, to spend, they need to spend more money on education. Is oh, what gosh. I'm saying. Yeah. That's what they need. That's what they need to spend. We've got we've we've got a budget surplus. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm understanding. But uh, anyway, I digress. Did someone write a law that says that it has to go to education. <laughs> there was a law for the income Rainy based day. on based on yeah. marijuana income. But right. what they did was they 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 did they yeah. allocated all the marijuana money towards education but they took away the money that he, that they originally had allocated yeah. to it they took that away yeah they so was redirected like, it they just redirected yeah. it so, so it didn't really increase the budget of right. education at all that rainy day right. fund never yeah. benefited alright here we go segment four <clears throat> I'm going to give it just a couple of seconds switch. here before I start mm-hmm. I wanna, <laughs> we ran a little long last time so I'm going to keep this one a little bit shorter here we go <clears throat> okay segment four Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for our program, please do call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. With me now in studio, we have Todd Cox from Todd Cox CPA. We also have Stacia Brain here from Old Republic Home Home Protection. Um, And, Todd, before the break, we were talking a lot about the IRS and and the the changes that are coming. But there's a couple of changes that they've made uh, with regard to Social Security uh, and also, but then, and, and then it goes against the idea of the minimum amount they, that, that you have to send in terms of an NEC or a, a miscellaneous. So the miscellaneous, okay, for instance, the, the $600 uh, minimum threshold. number, threshold point for, for, for filing a 1099, right. is the same number it was since what? It, it's been the same number for at least, it seems like at least 20 years. At least yeah. 20 years. I don't, I don't, I can't remember it moving in, in, but, in my time working. So, But there's also a limit on the amount of money you have to pay Social Security on on your, on your wages. Right, and right. that that number stayed the same forever too, right? <laughs> <laughs> would would that ever? So, the, um, I don't know. If, so most people might not know what the social security wage limit is. Right. So the social security wage limit is the highest amount of income you earn that you still have to pay social security tax on. Right. Everybody knows that you get the seven point six five percent withheld from your paycheck for social security and Medicare tax. I mean, mm-hmm. and then you get you get additional amounts withheld. For your 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 own income, federal income tax and stuff, right. but Social Security, Medicare taxes is a is a what they call a payroll tax, right? And it and it comes out of your gross wages, um, and it's and it's not adjusted for four hundred one k or any of that. You know, it comes right. out if you got your four hundred one k of of twenty thousand coming out, and and you you made fifty thousand. And, and you're, you're still paying this on fifty. Your federal income taxable amount is only thirty, but you're still paying Social Security, Medicare tax on fifty. Gotcha. So right, but. So back in uh, 1999, which is you know 20, 23 years ago, right? It was it, the total um, wages that that you you were you didn't pay Social Security tax on on wages after like it was seventy two thousand six hundred. So after seventy three thousand dollars, you didn't have to pay any more Social Security and Medicare tax because, for that year, right? Medi- you still pay Medicare, but not Social Security, right? And Social Security represents six point four percent of that seven point six five. Got it. So uh, and then if you're an employer. You you match, match that. that so right? I, so if you're self employed as an employer, I want everyone to know that we, yeah. we match that as an employer. Right. right. So <laughs> it comes seven point six five percent out of the employee's paycheck. Another seven point six five percent is the employer match. So if you're self employed, you pay all fifteen point three percent of that. Exactly. Seven point six five plus seven point six five. And so now the uh, they they've increased the wage limit. So only in in twenty ten 
it was a hundred and six thousand dollars, eight hundred, a hundred, hundred six, eight thousand, eight hundred dollars. Right. And now it's gone up in twenty twenty three. And okay, so in twenty twenty two, it was one hundred forty seven thousand. Wow. This year it's jumped almost fifteen grand to one hundred sixty. Wow. And so, and within the next few years, based on on the charts that I've seen, they're trying to get it. It's gonna it's gonna near two hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Okay. And and I don't know. If that's a better reflection of what true inflation is or not, but it might. <laughs> I think it's more a reflection on the Social Security fund itself that they need to keep funding. <laughs> yes, and, and, and how underfunded it is. Indeed, right, right. exactly. I think that's really what you're talking about. And right. they keep increasing the retirement age, and then they keep increasing the amount that they can take from your, your paychecks. Right. They're doing that to keep that thing funded. Right. And so if, if you make, if your salary is, say, $200,000, let's mm-hmm. say you're a richy rich guy and you make right. $200,000. <laughs> right. Um, it, you, you're not going to get a Social Security benefit based on $200,000. You can only, as of 2023, your max Social Security benefit calculation wages is only based on 160. Got it. So that means that if, if you're making a million dollars, well, good for you. Your, your Social Security that you can get is only going to be based on 160000 Interesting. That's okay. what the max, max benefit is going to be calculated on. Very good. Okay, well, look, I think that was an important point to bring out because I know that, that those of us who are paying Social Security taxes on our salaries – uh, always thought we just paid it on the whole salary no matter what because maybe we haven't met that threshold. Right, but there right. are the, there is a threshold point at least at which, at which some people don't have to continue to pay that. Right. And, and if you're a business owner, you're self-employed, ha- having a having that cap in mind and where where your income's coming in on that, it's it it it, it can be a big a good calculation to figure out should I file be, file as an S corporation instead right. of being on Schedule C, you know. Th- and you can see there's tax savings as long as you pay yourself a, a reasonable wage, something that right. somebody else in your position would, would you would if you had to hire somebody to do your job, how much would you pay that person? Exactly. Well, you want to pay yourself at least about that much. <clears throat> right. So, um, you know, if it's if it's if you're making if you made eighty thousand dollars this year, mm-hmm. but if you were to hire somebody to do that, it might be only you'd only pay them fifty. Well, then maybe fifty thousand is that reasonable wage. Right. That other thirty thousand dollars <laughs> that you have as a as a as a business owner w- would be not subject to that extra fifteen point three percent tax. There you go. So that that saves you a significant amount, five grand almost. So as you're listening to Todd talk about these things, you need to talk. You guys might need to talk to Todd yourselves. You might want to reach out to him. So text his name. Text Todd to seven zero two. 203-1165. I'll put you in touch with him, and he'll help you with your, your business and or personal taxes and help you get that straightened out, save you some money, yeah. uh, get you in a, in, a, in a good spot. I mean, if you're if you're driving Uber, if you're a real estate agent, if you're getting a 1099, there's such such a – the gig economy has, has, has really uh, boomed since – Especially since COVID and all of that, sure. you know, and and, and <clears throat> with the with the recent expansion of uh, the different platforms available through uh, through the internet, you know, mm-hmm. there's I'm, uh, the Airbnb. There's there's oh, yeah. all that so all many. that stuff. If you're if you're selling something on Amazon, if you got Etsy or whatever, right? You know, all of that stuff. You're getting a 1099. You know, if that's going to be a significant amount of money, if it's if it's de minimis, if it's Twenty, thirty thousand dollars, and it's probably not worth changing it. There over. you go. But if you're if you're going to be hitting 
50 plus on that, you know, you, there's probably something you can do. Take a look and, at it. And some, some significant tax savings by, uh, yeah. by forming an entity and, 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 uh, and, and availing yourself of some, some seasoned tax advice. There you go. So. Hey, uh, Stacia, I know I wanted to touch base with you before we wrap things up. So I want to touch base with you just briefly on, on your animal rescue efforts. Tell us where yes. that's going. Tell us what's going on with that these days. Well, um, I have a, an adorable foster that had, you know, came from a, maybe a, well, a neglectful situation. Okay. So she's had to work through a few things. And um, let's see if somehow the camera's right there, right? Yeah. But let me find a let me find a picture of it. We'll, that's really we'll, cute. We'll put so the picture up for those I, of you listening on the show. We'll put the picture up on the radio uh, website um, also. So she, so I, ha, I have a foster, but I, I foster for a group called Animal Help Alliance, mm-hmm. and they are local here. FYI, any um, Dutch Brothers location on Friday in Las Vegas or Henderson will give a portion of the proceeds to oh, Animal Help Alliance nice. Nice. Um, awesome. to help. They do owner assist. They are really huge proponents of spay and neuter. Um, cool. and, and they tend to get a lot of bully breeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, that yeah. misunderstood yeah. breed. Yeah. Um, but Those dogs are so lovable. Oh, they really yeah. are. Really. All the big, I always had this theory about dogs. All the big dogs think they're little <laughs> and all the little dogs think they're big. Yeah. Yes, and that's, very and, much And that's so. the way it always works out. Out for and me. So, you know, I just I, I help with transport. I try and help garner donations. Okay. Um, I try to do basic tr- training in my household, and we usually have a rotating foster. I've fostered a little over 200 animals over wow. the last 18 years. Wow, so. that's awesome. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure we got that in for you. Yeah, I know we I hadn't talked about that. it in a while, and I wanted to make sure we got that in for you. Hey, listen, uh, guys, what a fun real estate hour we've had. Uh, I want to thank Mark, our production director. I want to thank Carly for doing a great job once again. And our outstanding expert contributors today, that being Todd Cox and Stacia Brain. Uh, you've been listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. I'm your host, Harvey Blankel. Next week, we have another wonderful hour for you. We're going to have Ben Grove. He's a home inspector. And Rick Senemi from Equity Title will also be on the program next week. If you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, <clears throat> excuse me, just call me or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's LV Real Estate Radio. Like and follow us on social media at LV Real Estate Radio. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us this week. Remember, while we seek to educate, empower, and engage with you, we want you to learn, understand, and then act. We'll meet you on the radio next Saturday at 11 a.m. See you then. All right. Good show. Good job, guys. Thank you. Good show.